Free Presbyterian Church of Ulster, we present Let the Bible Speak. It's good to have you join us today as we spend time around the Word of God, preaching Christ in all His fullness to men and women in all their need. Let's unite our hearts together, please. Let's seek the Lord in a word of prayer. Seek his blessing upon our coming together. Our gracious God, loving Father in heaven, it rejoices our hearts that we can come into thy presence. We come before thee in that name that's above every name, the name of our Savior and Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, we thank thee, Lord, for him who loved us and gave himself for us. We rejoice in the old, old story of redeeming love. We thank the Lord we have been redeemed, not with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. We rejoice in that lovely truth that we have in the gospel that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 
We thank thee, Lord, for the great plan of salvation. We're glad that we don't have to work to to merit heaven. We thank thee that the gift of God is eternal life to the whosoever will, and whosoever will may come. Thy word assures us, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we thank thee this marvelous, this glorious salvation has been purchased for us at highest cost, but it is offered free to the whosoever will. Our prayer is, Lord, in these days that thou wilt bless the going forth of thy truth, that precious souls might come to recognize I'm the sinner for whom Christ died, and may grace be given the gift of repentance and faith. May sinners come even this day and close in with thine offer of mercy. Seek Christ for full salvation. Know the joy of sins forgiven and start out for heaven and home. Bless us around thy word, we ask of thee. Remember the Reverend Lucas as he comes to minister in that word. We pray for him, the anointing of God. We ask that thou wilt bless him in his own soul and make him to be a blessing to each one who listens and who watches this program. Prosper thy truth, we pray of thee, and in all things glorify thy dear Son, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We invite you to turn, please, for our scripture reading to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and reading from the opening verse. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Amen. May the Lord bless the reading to our hearts for his name's sake. We're going to sing together from the hymn, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less Than Jesus' Blood and Righteousness.
We do thank the Reverend McLernan for really leading the meeting for us today, and it's good to be here to bring God's Word, and we trust the Lord will bless us and encourage us as we gather around his Word. On the 17th of December, 1927, while servicing from a submerged run, an S-4 submarine was accidentally rammed by a Coast Guard ship just off the coast of Massachusetts. As a result of this collision, the submarine sank and very soon the stricken vessel lost power and contact with the outside world. Out of the 40 crew on board, 34 survived the initial accident. And these 34 men took shelter in the engine and motor rooms, the only rooms which had not been affected by the collision. There they sat in cold, dark silence, waiting and hoping to be rescued. Of course, every effort was made to try and rescue and reach these men. Specialist deep-sea divers were brought in to examine the submarine so that they could plan the rescue mission. As one of these divers surveyed the damage, he thought he heard tapping on the steel wall of the sunken vessel. He then placed his helmet up against the side of the submarine, and he realized it was Morse code. Different messages were then sent back and forth. However, there was one message which the sailors inside the damaged vessel kept tapping out in Morse code. It was a question. And the question was this. Is there any hope? Is there any hope? This is really what these men inside in the submarine wanted to know. Is there any hope? Now, as we turn to God's Word today, I want us to consider this same question that these poor and perishing sailors asked many years ago. Is there any hope? Of course, I'm not speaking of being physically rescued from a dreadful and dangerous situation. But I am speaking about the need that we all have spiritually. The need which all men and all women have to be rescued and saved from the consequences of their sin. You see, our greatest need is not physical. Yes, we might have many physical needs. But our greatest and deepest need is spiritual. It is to be rescued from sin and from sin's dreadful consequences. And so the question I simply want to ask is this. Is there hope for men and women spiritually? Is there hope for our souls? Well, we have the answer to this question in the text that is before us. The words that we read earlier in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and in the verse 8, we see that the Word of God tells us and teaches us very clearly that there is hope. Notice the final words in this verse of Scripture. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8. The final words are the hope of salvation. As God speaks to us in these words, He is reminding us of the great hope that is found in His salvation. And then thinking of this hope, the hope of God's salvation, there are a number of important things which I want to consider with you today. The first thing I want us to note here as we consider the hope of salvation, is the requirement for this hope. The requirement for this hope. It has been often said by those who promote atheistic ideology that Christianity is merely a crutch for weak-minded people to lean upon. In other words, people who are weak emotionally look to God and the Bible because they cannot deal with the issues of life. They are weak people, 
And so they need some kind of crutch, some kind of mental support to lean upon. This is, the very, this is very often the argument used by those who claim to be atheists, religious people, Christians. They cannot deal with the stark reality of life, and so they need their God and they need their faith to get them through. And this is often what those who promote atheism state. Yet the reality is the opposite. It is the Christian. It is the person who believes the Bible, who has faced up to the reality of life in this world. And it is those who reject God's Word, those who deny the very existence of God, that run and hide from the truth and are not willing to face the truth. You see, the person who has by faith taken Jesus Christ as their Savior has faced up to the truth and reality of their condition and their need. Those who go to the doctor seeking a cure do so because they have realized and accepted they are sick and they need help. And that is why they go to the doctor, because they've faced up to their need. They've faced up to their sickness. Well, those who go to Christ for salvation do so because they have faced up to the great problem which they have. And that great problem, which all men and all women have, is the problem of sin. Now, we can say sin is a great problem for several reasons. It is a great problem because sin brings defilement. Because it brings defilement. The prophet Isaiah, speaking of man and sin, says in Isaiah 64, verse 6, but we are all as an unclean thing. This is how man and sin is described by God as being unclean. And this is the case for each and every person. Romans 3.23 simply declares, for all have sinned. We are all defiled with sin. And because of this terrible defilement, this terrible uncleanness, we are not acceptable to a holy God. The prophet Habakkuk, as he speaks of God in Habakkuk 1 and 13, says, Thou art our pure eyes, and to behold evil, and cast not look on iniquity. God is holy, God is pure, and so he cannot accept impure and unholy sinners. Sin is there for our great problem because it defiles us. And because we are defiled with sin, we are not acceptable to a holy God. We have no acceptance before him, therefore we cannot enter his heaven and be received by him. And so sin is our great problem because of its defilement. But we can also say sin is a great problem because it will bring damnation. Romans 6.23 tells us, For the wages of sin is death. This is not only speaking about physical death, but it is also speaking of eternal death in that dreadful place the Bible calls hell. And that is the end result of sin. It brings God's condemnation upon our heads. It brings God's judgment upon us. You see, sin is no trifling matter. People laugh and enjoy and practice sin with glee. But as we come to God's Word, we see that sin is a most serious matter. Indeed, it is the most serious matter because it brings the judgment of God upon the head of men and women. As we then come face to face with our sinful condition, our sin brings defilement and our sin will lead to damnation. The reality is simply this. In our sinful condition, 
we are found in a most hopeless state. This is why we all require the hope of salvation. Because in our sin, we are in a most hopeless and in a most helpless state. In Ephesians 2 and 12, it actually speaks of sinful man having no hope. Having no hope. And so therefore we require hope. We require the hope of salvation. But then the next thing I want to think about as we think of these words is the reason for this hope. As God speaks to us here of the hope of salvation, we need to consider why his salvation, the salvation that is found in Jesus Christ, gives to sinful men and women hope. Why does it give to us hope? In 2 Thessalonians 2 and 16, we are told that the hope of the salvation is good hope. The hope of God's salvation is good hope. And the word good means real or valuable. In other words, the hope of God's salvation, it's not fairyland hope. It's not imaginary hope. It's not dreamy hope. Instead, it is something which is real, something that is meaningful, something that has substance and value. This is the hope of God's salvation. Why then is the hope of God's salvation good hope? Why has it got weight? Why has it got value? Well, we can say it is good hope for a number of reasons. Those that are trusting in Christ for salvation have good hope because of their position. Because of their position. In Romans 8 and 1 we read, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Those that are in Christ are in a position where no condemnation can fall on them. The sinner, the person who is not trusting in Christ, has no hope because they're under condemnation. And we've already thought upon that. Sin brings God's damnation. It brings God's condemnation upon us. And so the sinner outside of Christ has no hope because they're under condemnation. But the believer in the Lord Jesus Christ has hope. Because when a person trusts in Christ, they are brought into a completely new position. Think of Noah and the ark. God's judgment fell upon this world in the days of Noah. But Noah and his family were saved. They had hope. Why? Because they were in the ark. That was their position. In the position of salvation. And therefore they had hope. And so it is for all who are trusting in Christ. In Christ, the wrath and judgment of God cannot find us. So those that are trusting in the Lord Jesus for salvation have good hope because of their position. They also have good hope because of their privileges. God's salvation brings to men and women the most wonderful and blessed privileges. The person who is saved is cleansed from sin's pollution. The person who is trusted in Christ is cleansed from sin's pollution. 1 John 1 and 7 declares, The blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. In other words, our defilement is taken away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the wonderful thing about the gospel. You come to Christ and your sin, whatever it is, can be dealt with. The defilement, the uncleanness that brings God's judgment upon you can be dealt with because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses you from all sin. The person who is saved is not only cleansed from sin's pollution, but also clothed in the Savior's perfection. Christ gives to all the trust in Him his righteousness. He gives to them the garment of his perfect righteousness. Isaiah 61 verse 10 says this, 
I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. This is what Christ does for all that come to him. He clothes them in the garment of his righteousness. And therefore, clothed in his righteousness, we are accepted before God. And so, the person who's trusting in Jesus Christ has got good hope because of their position, because of their privileges. We can also say the person who's trusting in Jesus Christ has good hope because of their prospect. The Christian, the person who is saved, and as Jesus Christ as their Savior, has the most glorious prospect. You see, what lies before such a person is eternal life in glory. This is the wonderful hope of the Christian. This is the wonderful hope that the Christian has in this world. They're going to a land that is fairer than day. Heaven is their eternal home. The Lord Jesus, speaking to his people, says, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. This is the reason why the Christian, why the believer in the Lord Jesus has good hope. Because of their position, because of their privileges, but also because of their prospect. I wonder today, have you got this hope? Do you possess this good hope? And so we see the reason for this hope, the requirement of this hope. Notice finally here, the rejoicing in this hope. When a person comes to experience the hope of salvation, then they will be filled with the greatest joy and gladness. In fact, there is no greater joy in life than to know the hope of salvation. You might say today, well, how can I know this hope? How can I enter into this joy? Well, there's a number of things you need to do. First of all, recognize your state. You are a sinner. You are in need. Then you need to repent from your sin. Turn from your sin and from your wicked ways and asking God to forgive you. Then you need to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Come to him. Lay hold upon him by faith and claim him to save you. As the sailors in the sunken submarine asked the question, is there any hope? The tragic reality for them was there was no hope. For the rescue mission failed and they all perished. But for the sinner, there is hope. For every sinner, there is good hope because Christ, the only Savior of sinners, cannot fail. And if you call on him, he will save you and you will come to know the wonderful hope of salvation. I trust you will. May God bless his word all of our hearts. Let's just close in a word of prayer. Our loving God and our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the gospel. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who loved us and gave himself for us. We thank you by trusting in him there is hope. There is hope for every sinner. We pray, O God, that none would turn from this hope and perish in their sin, but all will rejoice in Jesus Christ and embrace him as their Savior. So, Lord, hear our prayers. These things we ask in our Savior's name. Amen.
Thank you for spending some time with us today around the Word of God. For further information, visit our website at ltbs.tv. We look forward to joining with you next time as we seek to let the Bible speak once again.